0: Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.
1: Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we take a beginner's look at Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party, the hard-ticketed Halloween event that Walt Disney World holds every fall. On today's episode, we brought in Special guest Karen Locke from Sand and Snow and Everywhere in Between. Self-proclaimed lover of Disney and of Halloween, we thought she'd be the perfect person to help do our Halloween Party 101 episode. Final episodes of the podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, or find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. We really appreciate it if you're enjoying the podcast, if you could share the podcast with others, or leave us a review. Email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, or connect with us at WDWDeciphered on Twitter, and you can also find us at our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As Joe Flies.
2: And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes.
1: And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So the weather is starting to get marginally cooler. And unfortunately, summer is almost over. But what that means is, you know, one of my favorite holidays is coming up, Halloween. And some of you may know, some of you may not know, but Walt Disney World has a special Halloween party called Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. And Leslie and I wanted to talk about that as a topic. But the reality is, uh, neither of us have ever been there. So... Like we like to do. We are not experts, as we always say, but we want to bring on someone who we feel is an expert uh, on Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. So joining us today is Karen Locke from sandandorsnow.com, snow.com, who loves both Halloween and Disney. Karen, how are you doing today? Thank you so much for coming on Disney Deciphered.
3: Hey, thank you so much, Joe, Leslie. Thank you. It's an honor to be given the title of expert in regards to Halloween and Disney. So I'm stoked.
1: Yeah, so why don't you just tell us a little bit about your love for both? Since uh, <laughs> before we started recording, you said that uh, you're always ready to talk either or both of those topics.
3: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We start. I'm actually already putting Halloween decorations up in my house. That's a true story. I can't get enough of Halloween, so it's my favorite holiday. But I, I consider it a season at this point because you know I like to go through kind of the end of October through early November, doing all things Halloween, and in regards to Disney. Uh, Autumn and Halloween are my favorite times to visit. So, you know, put the two together, and I'm a happy girl. Where are you based? I'm based near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in a little teeny town on the Ohio border called East Liverpool. Now, unless you're from this area, you've probably never heard of it. So, near Pittsburgh is close enough.
2: So, just how many times, Karen, have you been to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, or have you lost count?
3: Yeah, um, you know what? It's probably probably very close to the double digits at this point. We've been going every year since my daughter was in fourth grade at least once a year. And she's in 11th grade now. So, you know, eight, nine, 10, something like that.
1: Yeah. So I was actually in the Walt Disney World area on the first night of uh, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party this year, uh, which was August 17th. um, And obviously it runs through October, uh, generally around the 31st, which is uh, Halloween, if you may or may not know. But Karen, why don't you tell us a little bit just what is the Halloween Party like? What is Different about it? Kind of what are the details um, that people need to know if they're interested in possibly visiting Disney World during the Halloween season?
3: This question is really easy and it's hard at the same time because there's so much information surrounding Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. And that's the official title, by the way. Um, First of all, it is a hard ticket event. And that means even if you have uh, a park ticket for Magic Kingdom, you're still going to have to buy an extra ticket to get in during the party. So that's the first thing you need to know. Second thing is that the parties generally sell out pretty far in advance, particularly the beginning of the season. Like you said, it just started. And at the end of the season when it gets closer to Halloween. Uh, In between, you may be able to get, you know, walk up and check, but it's always a good idea if you know the day that you plan on attending to go ahead and get those tickets so that you have them locked down. Um, What else? It lasts from 7 p.m. until midnight but it generally goes probably until about one o'clock because I was just looking at the latest party map and the last show is at midnight. So you've got a good on the map. You've got a good six hours. Having said that people with hard ticket, uh, hard tickets to the party can get in magic kingdom beginning four o'clock. So you don't need a a daily ticket. You can go ahead and, and uh, scan your magic band or scan your ticket and get in a little bit early and just kind of, get a feel of the ambiance, you know, take a look at the park map and, and the party map and see where you want to go, what you want to do, and, and kind of plan your party that way.
2: Karen, I know you're an annual pass holder. I am. But for people who are not, do you recommend them not going to the parks, not buying a park ticket for that day that they're going to do the, the Halloween party and sort of saving up their energy?
3: That's a really good question for My family and I have a 16-year-old daughter and a husband that, you know, I can never go to Disney World without. So we're kind of a, you know, the three musketeers. (laughs) I know it's four musketeers, three musketeers minus one.
1: Well, started as three. So, you know, they added one. Then they add
3: one eventually. But yeah, Yeah, so we're like the three musketeers for the party. Having said that, we always were kind of early birds. So we like to get up for rope drop and that's, you know, right when the park opens and we will go... To a park, doesn't have to be Magic Kingdom, but we'll probably go to a park in the morning and then have lunch in the park and then early afternoon, go back to the hotel for a few hours and freshen up, get our costumes on and then come back. We have tried to do straight shot, just, you know, full day in a park, go straight to the party and it's exhausting. We never, we never make it till the end doing that. So I would suggest, you know, either go to another park, take it easy, have maybe a resort day for part of the day and get cleaned up and go.
2: Yeah, I have not as we said been to the Mickey's not so scary Halloween party in Disney World, but I have been to its equivalent in Disneyland uh, with younger kids and and definitely we felt the the exhaustion kicking in um, but you're you're lucky with it with an older child with a teenager, they can definitely make it till midnight or one whenever you need to need to keep going.
3: Yeah, she can she totally out outdoes me in the park. Every time, you know, teenagers have that natural nocturnal feel about them. So she, she likes it when the sun goes down. She likes, uh, she likes staying up late. Me on the other hand, you know, get me, get me through the first parade and, and hallowishes the fireworks and and I'm ready to head out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So that's a good jumping off point for us to talk about the, I guess the special activities that are at the Halloween party. So there is a, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a special parade, there's a special show at the castle I think. There's Hollow Wishes which is a special fireworks show and then there are our character meet and greets and trick or treating. Is that pretty much it or is there anything else that uh, happens at the Halloween party? And obviously beautiful decorations.
3: Of course the decorations are, you know, part they they really amp Amp up and ramp up the uh, Halloween ambiance during the party, and it's almost like at seven PM you hear the the toll of the bell, and and you know it's party time, and the lights start lowering, and you know the the fancy Halloween lights go up, and it's it's amazing. Having said that, um, yes, you're right. Though you hit you hit most of the major major things that go on during the party. There are actually there's one there's one parade, but it is twice in in the same night so you if you didn't catch it the first time you can always catch it the second time um there are, i think the show at the castle at cinderella castle is um hocus pocus villain spectacular, and it features the sanderson sisters from that one of my favorite halloween movies hocus pocus um, and that's at least three times a night so if, like i said if you can't catch one you can catch two three the last however you want to roll And then only once a night is Hallowishes, and that is the Halloween fireworks. And now in between all of that, there is trick-or-treating, and that's throughout the entire park. There are uh, meet-and-greet opportunities with Disney characters, and several of them only come out during hard-ticket events. So you have characters like Moana and Jack and Sally Skellington from Nightmare Before Christmas, and you have the seven dwarfs that are all available to meet-and-greet, and and those elusive characters are very, very popular. So people get in line, you know, an hour or two before the party starts and uh, and slowly make their way up.
2: <laughs> so for people who want to minimize time in line, mm-hmm. what's your strategy usually for hitting characters or hitting rides or hitting the trick-or-treat trails? What's the, uh, the best way to dodge the crowds at the party? Sure.
3: Well, let's take those one at a time because it's kind of a different pace in my eyes for each one of those. So for meet and greet characters, do your research before you go and find out who's going to be there and who who you really want to meet and greet. Um, and you can take that three hours before the party starts. So from four to seven that you're still allowed into the park to kind of feel your way around, find out who's going to be where and queue up maybe an hour ahead of time. And that will save you so much time that you can be spend you know, that you can spend actually partying as opposed to waiting in line. So that's for the character meet and greets. For the trick-or-treating, we always wait until after the first parade, maybe even after Hallowishes, because there's no line at all. and We generally walk right up and right out, and the cast members are very generous at that point because they kind of want to get rid of all the candy. So they're, um, they're happy to give you handfuls of candy, and you only have to go to a couple maybe to get an entire bag full.
1: And I also heard that they're handling um, peanut allergies uh, in mm-hmm. a easier way nowadays.
3: They are. It's, it's brilliant the way they're doing it. So they have a special uh, entrance queue for party ticket holders, and they'll kind of take you backstage of Magic Kingdom, and you really don't get to see that only during parties um, and if you let the cast members know that you have a food allergy or a peanut allergy they'll give you special a special trick-or-treat bag and you can take that and and still have the trick-or-treating fun but they'll give you they're almost like tokens that you can turn in in town square at the end of the night and you can choose you know allergy friendly treats or or something like that so you can still have that experience of going through the trick-or-treat queue, but um, you know, you don't have to actually grab anything and you don't have
2: to be concerned with allergies. That's great. Disney just does food allergies so much better than so many oh. other travel destinations. So it's oh, yeah. good that they've they've accommodated that. Um and that's excellent. So for anybody who's new to the Halloween party, I'd love if you could sort of share their your your best tips for um just dealing with the the brave new world that is one of these special ticketed events. Um, What should they expect and and what are some of the, the tricks you've learned along the way after going maybe 10 or more times at this point?
3: Well, the first time that we went, I didn't do any research. We just kind of showed up in our costume and we're pretty overwhelmed because there's so much to do. And as anyone that's ever been to magic kingdom knows it's, it's a giant park. You're going to spend most of your time walking and you're going to be exhausted just from walking. So do your research online ahead of time and get the lay of the land. I know I was just looking up because we're not going until you know the end of October this year to a party. I was looking up the party map and like, and, you know, really just delving in and being like, okay, these are where the candy stands are. And and these are where, you know, the meet and greet opportunities are. And this is where the time for Hallowish is and the time for the booty you Halloween parade. Um, so really get that embedded in your, in your mind and kind of make a, make a family plan. What do we want to do? What are the, you know, the top, the, you know, the Holy Grails and the, and the ride or die, <laughs> um, the things that we want to do during the party and make a list, keep it in your pocket. I do that. I'm really good. I, I'll put notes on my phone. You know, this this is at this time and this is at this time and we want to do here. We want to eat here. So it's, if you can make a plan, I know there are a lot of people that maybe like to fly by the seat of their pants, but when you don't have an, a full day for a party, it, it's best to, to do that research and and, uh, and make a map and a plan of what you want to do. You'll be so better off, so much better off in the long run. Always. That's
2: good advice for dinner, Disney more generally. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Even, yeah. Even if you know the Magic Kingdom, I know that I would be flying completely blind going into a party like this. It's, it's smart to look at the map and, and, uh, see where the special, special things are located. Um, so we didn't quite, quite get into the ride question. Mm-hmm. Do you do a lot of rides, um, during the party? And I, I presume, but I don't know for sure, but I'm sure you will know, um, there's no fast pass during, during the party. Is that right?
3: Correct. Once 7 p.m. hits, no fast passes. Having said that again, Walt Disney World is really good at limiting the number of people during a party, so the crowd levels are pretty low. Uh, If you really want to get on, say, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train ride, and that's kind of the hot ride right now in Magic Kingdom, if you want to get on, wait for a parade and maybe wait for the first parade and go on and then catch the second parade or, you know, vice versa. Uh, wait for Hello Wishes. I know we've seen Hello Wishes so many times that we don't feel like we have to be standing in front of Cinderella Castle to still get the experience. So we'll head back to Fantasyland or New Fantasyland and, um, you know, watch it from there and, and watch the line go down and, and hop on. So that's kind of my trick. <laughs> or wait until the very end of the night, because up until midnight, you're still allowed to to line up into uh, an- attraction queues. Uh, you can wait till the very end if you can hang until then and pretty much walk through.
1: So a question about the parades.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: They have two. So how, I guess, how crowded does it get? You know, I assume that parades are kind of a priority for people Oh Um, yeah, you know are there too many people in there and that it gets like super crowded i guess this goes for hollow wishes as well um or you know does it feel like you know i'm sure it feels crowded but does it feel like manageable
3: so the first parade is always the most crowded one because of families with smaller children and they want to you know watch the first parade watch hollow wishes watch the um Hocus Pocus Villain spectacular show, which is in front of the castle. So they can all kind of hang there and see back to back to back entertainment. And then the crowd really starts to thin out. Uh, so if you can stay until the second parade, it's much thinner. Uh, go ahead and do that. <laughs> and, and you can trick or treat. You can get hop on rides during the first parade, but you're going to have to navigate your way, you know, down to see the Cinderella Castle show or Hallowishes. So if you want to do that, you're going to have to queue up early. I mean, that's just, you're going to be spending a lot of time sitting on curb or sitting in front of the castle to hold your spot because I'd say 15, 20 minutes before everything really kicks off the first parade and the show and the fireworks, people just flock in, get your spot, lock that spot down. You don't necessarily have to be directly in front of Cinderella castle for both wishes and the parade anywhere along main street is a great spot Uh, Even down in Town Square, that's where we sat last year. We sat pretty much facing um, the train station, and and the parade swings right around. And we had a front row seat, and it wasn't crowded at all. It was lovely. (laughs) So that's my new favorite spot to
2: sit and watch a parade. Great tip. Town Square. Town Square. Okay. Well, the, the big question that I know everybody always has about these special ticketed events at Disney is... Are they worth it? These these parties are pretty pricey, so so give us an idea of the price range and whether you think it's worth the cost. And I presume the answer for you is yes, because you keep going.
3: <laughs> if you're a Halloween lover, yes, it's a no brainer. You're you're going to want to go at least one time. Um, if you really love Halloween and love Disney, like my family does, we go every year, and I'm I'm never I haven't gotten tired of it yet. Let's put it that way. So I, I really look forward to it. Um, because it's Disney. Come on. I mean, obviously you guys are in love with all things Disney, Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and they just make it so magical. And they, they take the fear out of Halloween that many young children may have because of masks and, um, you know, characters and things. And it's just this happy, amazing time filled with, you know, Disney Halloween music and parties. And there's actually a dance party back in Tomorrowland now. So that's fun. I, I say go. Uh, now, <laughs> tickets can be well over $100, especially if you're going on Halloween night or on the weekends. Um, but, yeah, give it a shot at least once. I know that that Walt Disney World right now, if you buy your tickets in advance, are, are giving sometimes $10 off. And if you have a larger family, that can add up. Annual pass holders also get uh, discounts. So if you're an annual pass holder, you got to go at least once. Yeah, I, I really think that you should. <laughs> I think that I think that everybody can have a good time, at least the first time. Now, maybe once you're, you know, if you're in the double digits or something, you might be able to skip it. But for my family, no, that's not happening. That's not happening.
1: <laughs> so I'm assuming that like, you know, earlier in the season, like in August, or September, and then on mm-hmm. weekdays, um, it's generally cheaper, right? Than if you're were- going on say Saturday, October 31st.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. If you want to go and you maybe have some budget constraints or or want to save some money, yeah, go through the week if you can. Um, weekends tend to be higher pricing once October hits. And basically the beginning of October, especially into mid-October, the prices tend to increase up until that very last party on Halloween night. And sometimes uh, maybe you're not planning this year, but you're planning next year. I know sometimes in the past we have gone on November 1st and not only is it super fun because we get to spend time, you know, at the resort for Halloween night, which Disney on property resorts do a great job, you know, so I get to keep, I get to keep Halloween going into another month (laughs) and the prices are lower too.
1: And uh, yeah, one last question on that. So have you ever been during the week and I guess in terms of crowds, has it felt like you know, much better than on weekends, which I'm sure you visited on weekends, or um, is it pretty much the same either way?
3: Well, like I said, Disney will cap the party, so even if it's sold out, there's a far lighter crowd than what there may be on a normal day. Um, yeah, <laughs> weekends there's always more people. Although through the week, Tuesdays, Wednesdays basically are the best time, the lowest crowds. If you're going to to go and you you want to take crowd levels into consideration. Go do on a two zero Wednesday. And I also know that, you know, as, as October progresses and Halloween gets closer, they will, they'll maybe have three or four parties a week. So that's another thing to, to take into consideration. If you love Magic Kingdom and are going down in October and you really want to hang at Magic Kingdom, if you do not have a party ticket, you have to leave the park at 7 p.m. So you're not going to get a full day in the park. So that's something to take into consideration as well.
1: Right. Um, And so before we end with Disney do's and don'ts, uh, I just had one quick question to ask you, do you have like a favorite character who only shows up at the Halloween party? Is there like one that you, you and your family are always like, can't miss?
3: Uh, Yeah, yes, absolutely. Um, But he is also available at the Mickey's very merry Christmas party too, but you, you won't find him in the park, at least at Walt Disney world on any regular given day. And that's Jack Skellington. So at Halloween, he's there with his his loyal sidekick, Sally. And uh, at Christmas, he's he's there by himself. But yes, we will wait in line. And we have waited in line for three hours to you know get meet and greet photos and, and autographs and things with him.
1: Wow, that's commitment. Um, so yeah, so I think you have uh Disney don't for us as regards or actually we'll link to in the show notes. You have a lot of Disney don'ts for the Halloween party that people can check out from that link. But why don't you share with us um, your one like major do not do this when you're going to the Halloween party for our listeners?
3: Well, I think I kind of gave it away (laughs) in talking about what time you can actually show up with your hard ticket. And that is don't wait until 7pm unless you absolutely have to, to head into Magic Kingdom for the party, you can go in uh, as early as 4pm. And they will give you your uh, Halloween wristband and your, ba- your trick-or-treat bags and everything that you need. Now, the party doesn't start until 7, but you can go and eat and hang out and check out all the costumes, which we love to do. We love to just kind of sit on the corner and people watch because some of the costumes are intricate, and they're just beautiful. So, yeah, go at 4 o'clock if you can. Eat. Make your way through the through the party map and find out what character that you have to see and get in line early you know, you can save a lot of time that way.
2: Great tip with uh, tickets over a hundred dollars a person, then uh, you got to make every minute count, I guess.
1: <laughs> and then if you are like my family and your kids are too young to pay a hundred dollars or more per person, I will say um, a quick tip from me. I was at, staying at the Polynesian on the first night of this year's party. Um, and, you know, we just watched hollow from the beach uh, and it was beautiful. And I think, and I, actually Karen, I'm curious, So I was returning my rental car and I noticed that they had shut down some streets um, around Seven Seas Lagoon and it was for the fireworks. And so I got this shot, this picture of obviously they were shooting fireworks from behind the castle, but then it panned out like very wide, like maybe it was like it took up my full landscape on my uh, camera. So they're obviously also shooting some fireworks from roads nearby. And when you're in the Magic Kingdom itself, can you see those kind of periphery fireworks, because it went out pretty wide. um, And was a great view from the Poly.
3: Yeah, you can see all of the fireworks. But as a tip, if you don't want to stand in front of Cinderella Castle, because maybe you think it's too crowded, or you just don't want to swing around to the back of Cinderella Castle, and you will have a 360 view of fireworks. It is brilliant. That's what we like to do at this point. And you can just keep spinning and the fireworks are just going around you because they're, you know, everywhere from Cinderella Castle to way behind Mm -hmm. Fantasyland. And it is it's so fascinating to see. It gets so bright back there; you think it's daytime. So you mean like by the carousel? Exactly, right by the carousel. You can actually go down to where Gaston's Tavern is or Little Mermaid ride. We've watched them from there, and there are photo photographers that will, you know, that are just dying to get photos. They're generally back there too, so that's a fun time. We have photos of the fireworks behind us, and it's there. It's fun. So many fun opportunities to celebrate Halloween.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Karen. I mean. You know, I think it's obvious that there's so much more and we've only scratched the surface of the Halloween party, but we really appreciate um, you coming on. Hopefully this has, you know, wet people's appetites and made them more curious about the Halloween party. So, you know, before we get out of here, why don't you tell people where they can find your work, um, both about the Halloween party and otherwise, and how they can connect with you online.
3: Sure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, you can find me at sand and snow and everywhere in between, and that's www.sandandorsnow.com. You can find me at Karen Locke on basically every social media platform except for Pinterest where it's Gracie Locke and it's Karen with a Y. So yeah, I'm always putting out Disney tips at least weekly on our website. And in regards to Halloween, all you have to do is hit that search bar and type in Disney Halloween and all of my articles will come up and And you can have a (laughs) free-for-all.
2: Thank you so much, Karen, for coming on. We really appreciate it.
3: Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure.
1: All right. Thanks so much. And uh, we'll see everyone else next time. Bye.
3: Thank you.